This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Boom. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the DJ Life Podcast. Yay. We took a little break, didn't we? We just, we just took a week off. It was only one week? I thought we took two weeks off. No, we took one week off. Well, we're back after one week. He just starts the podcast off on a downer. He's like, yeah, we're back. No, no, we no, we took excited. a week off. He, normally, he's like, bah, 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 bah. But anyways, welcome back to the DJ Life Podcast. DJ Regweb, as always. Eric Mazengale, the dude with fancy premium glasses premium now. Premium glasses. Upgrade. Yes. Um, and tonight we have our yes. wonderful guest, the TikTok fame celebrity Eric Rhodes. Bow, bow, And my man has Snoop Dogg's roach. Well, I gotta talk back to that. All right, so Eric DJed with Snoop Dogg. It's, dude, it's fine. So, so backstory: Eric got to DJ with Snoop Dogg because. He's uh, blown up as a DJ, and you got invited. Tell us this. How did that even come to be? So, yeah, I don't want to mislead people on this. I I wasn't, like, hired. I wasn't asked to go DJ this. That's it fine. It was yeah. sort of a lucky thing that happened. Uh, um, the DJ, I think is Brandon. I can't remember his name, but he is in Dallas. But he mm-hmm. was stuck in Arizona. Mm-hmm. He was supposed oh. to be on the tour with them. And he last minute day of the event around noon was on Facebook looking for somebody in Boise who could fill in his spot. Mm-hmm. And I ended up snagging it um, like that. Yeah, and I'm so nice. I ended up being on stage for this Snoop Dogg, uh, Yin Yang Twins, uh-huh. um, T-Pain, all of that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. So I, I did some opening sets and then I got to do the after party. And, and the after party was just Snoop and then I opened. Mm-hmm. And it's just a small like lounge, maybe yep. a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I opened and then we transitioned really fast because they're really protective of Snoop and my big, big ass bodyguards. And they're like, as soon as he comes up, you get off stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did. At the end, it was time for me to break down. My turntable sat next to his the whole time. And uh, I looked down, start wrapping cables and Snoop Dogg's roach that he had been smoking the entire set was mm-hmm. sitting next to my decks. So yeah. I quickly grabbed that. Put it in my pocket and I now have it. It's such a keepsake. <laughs> a and like I said, it's a souvenir. The thing is, you don't have to smoke weed. I you don't smoke weed. I don't smoke weed. Uh you don't, do you? It doesn't matter. Not I don't really yeah, on occasion. Yeah, whatever. So none of us if even I'm with sm- Nick, you know. None of us even smoke weed. <laughs> I have in my life. I used to whatever. Besides the point. But the idea just the fact that you have that, like I said, in my household, me and my fiance, sh- that I would vacuum seal it because it smells like fucking shit. So vacuum seal it. And I then put it in one of those, like a picture frame on the fucking wall. Absolutely. That would go up on my wall. You just need like a little tiny jar. It's a trophy. You know what I mean? Clear jar, you know? Just a little tiny jar. Uh, But even even that doesn't. And you can't hang a jar on the wall. But you can put a shelf on the wall. Yeah. Anyways, 
whatever. Super cool. Anyway, I think that super, that is. Maybe I'll get a little poster. I'll get a little poster of like Snoop's face, and then I'll have it like attached. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and it's real. Too. Put it. Put it in a in the vacuum sealer. You know, put it in the vacuum sealer, and then cut out around it, or laminate it. And then... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Ideas, but, ideas. So, anyways, before um, I even I asked know. you anything, this is the pre-show banter that Eric <laughs> couldn't leave in the pre-show and I had to find out. Cool. He, he thought it was super cool, and we had to start it, off the show yeah, with it. Yeah, it's too cool, so I had to. So, all right. So, if y'all don't know who Eric Rhodes is, we'll we'll dive into that. So, Eric, um, you know, first, you're from Idaho, Boise, right? Boise, yep. Boise, yep. Idaho. Um, mm-hmm. and, Potato form. Uh, tell us how you got into DJing and then what that is today. You don't have to get into the whole TikTok thing yet. We'll talk about that. But just what's the DJ career like? Sure. Um, so I always loved music growing up. Uh, didn't I always thought I could DJ, but I never pursued it. And then in college in 2000, I went to a rave and saw two DJs going back and forth four turntables and just slayed this crowd with house music. Mm -hmm. And I was enthralled, just fell in love with it. And the next day, uh, this was a party leading up to the beginning of the school year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went on eBay, bought used Technics turntables, this old crappy analog mixer. uh, You started out with Technics though. There it is. That's where it started. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I got those immediately. Just did house parties. Um, Got into college radio, was really into like electronic music and house and underground hip hop, mm-hmm. music like that. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a hobby for me. It was just a ton of fun. And then I moved to Boise. This was at the University of Idaho. Then I moved to Boise in 05, had a bartending job at this kind of swanky little lounge um, that had like craft cocktails and stuff. And they were looking for a DJ and I, I like piped up. I'm like, I could do this. Um, so that led to a residency there for several years. And like I said, I just did it on the side. It was just fun mm-hmm. for me to, to spin spin records. And then about 2009, I had a career in TV news and oh. I was DJing on the side. And then a buddy of mine asked me to do a, a wedding. And I'm like, fuck that. No way. I'm not uh-huh. doing weddings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, starts, uh, it starts with one. It's always one. It's the buddy. Hey, you want to do Always one. And, I, you know, he's like, I got all the music. I got the speakers everything oh wow your buddy was that lead you fucking dread getting (laughs) (laughs) i hate it when leads hit me up with that you know what i'm talking about though (laughs) i I got the speakers and everything i'll bring bring everything just you just gotta i just need someone to all right anyways yes yes continue yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) first wedding so so but then he but then he said it was however many it was more money than i was making at a a lounge Mm -hmm. yeah and so my ears my ears perked up like Mm -hmm. okay all right, I'll give it a shot. I actually liked it. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, so then that that was, I guess, the beginning where I then started to do a few more of those. Then I realized I could make this a business and I didn't like my job in TV news. So I ended up leaving that, started my business in 2011 and have just been yeah. hustling and working hard, trying to grow a business. Okay. So not the backtrack, but what, what were you doing in TV news? Were you like a host or a... Yeah. Anchor. A lot of people think I was on camera, but I was back then. I was way too shy to be on camera. I got asked to, but uh-huh. I didn't. So I ended up being a videographer, and then I produced like the nine o'clock news show. Okay. For two years. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So I was all, all back end stuff, but it, it was a fun job, but it just not a not a career for me. And the pay was really bad, at least in my market. Mm-hmm. Um, at that 
time. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I don't once you become a wedding DJ, forever. honestly, it's like the pay is bad for everything else. It's unreal. I, the money on it, it's just unreal. It's so, we're so lucky to do what, what we, we do. do. It, it's just the truth. And but whatever with and all being that. and being in this kind of industry, you can set your own rate. Like you have the power to do as many events as you want, charge whatever you want. You're in control like of your career. Free. You yeah, know, 100%. you're you're a hundred percent in control of your career. I mean, give or take the some some people aren't good with marketing or whatever, but even that's kind of you can hire rare. that out. Yeah, but you, but they don't. But, but you know what I'm seeing. Well, yeah, you we know were, you know what I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> um, but uh, well, that's you know that's awesome. Uh, I remember what would, I feel like it was 2017. I met you. It. Yep. Was it Mobile Beat? We randomly were like eating at that that restaurant in the front of the Tropicana. Uh, yep. I didn't know you. I didn't know anyone. I don't even remember how I got at that table. Honestly, I just remember because I met you and David Osborne true. early, early, early. Um, yeah. I didn't even own a company yet. I was just like solo. Hmm. Uh, That's before I went to any conferences. Solo at the time. I think I could even be misremembering. I I don't really. I thought you had a multi. I I might have been a multi op at that point, but we were new. And this could have been 2018. And if it was 2018, 2018, then yes, I had a multi op. But the first month of our multi op that was active was like uh, September of 2017. Right. Anyways. Yeah. Nice memory. I don't know. I remember I, I knew who you were because I saw you do, posting stuff on Facebook. Yeah. I've always been like a shit talker. Looking out a bunch. Uh-huh. And I don't I don't remember exactly what it was, but I wanted to like say hi to you and be like, hey, mm-hmm. how did how are you doing what you're doing? Because I was in, uh, it was yeah. probably twenty eighteen then. Um so I after was. I was a little yeah. established. But either way, long time ago. Um and uh so that's cool. Um and now, you know, if anyone listening is not aware, uh uh, homeboy over here has like 800 zillion TikTok followers. Um, You're uh, over a what, million now, though, right? What is 1. it? 1.1 million. 1.1? Yeah. 1. yeah, don't understate it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I He's don't over know. that million mark. That's a huge I milestone to hit. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. It is um, crazy. And that, ha- that happened in, so that happened in two months. Uh-huh. And I've actually plateaued since then, but um, I mean, I'm cool with so it. When, so when, yeah, did you, mean, when did you start the TikTok stuff? When, or... I guess was I'm imagining it was during COVID, but what was kind of your no it wasn't okay all right no, so I so ta- so just talk me through that like when did you actually like when was the concept of hey I'm gonna try posting some stuff on TikTok and then the growth success took off went talk through that stage or whatnot when yeah. was that yeah so. Um, in 2020, I was listening to a lot of Gary V mm-hmm. and watching quite a bit of TikToks. Not a lot. I, I don't know. But um, I was listening to a lot of Gary V. Gary V was saying, go on TikTok. Now's the time. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. And I didn't yeah. know what I wanted to do with it. I like made a couple random, you know, little edits, not even music. It was just me like doing dumb shit. And I'm like, nah, this doesn't, doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like me. I don't want to put this out there. So I deleted it. So I just had a TikTok account for a year without doing anything with it mm-hmm. and then in 2021 i uh it was april i remember specifically because i was doing this challenge and i wanted to do 30 days of instagram stories five to seven stories a day mm-hmm. and i don't know a weekend i started to run out of ideas 
And at the time I had set, set a goal to make one mixed cloud mix a month. So I was in the middle of like making this new mixed cloud mix, trying to do stories. I'm like, Oh, how can I show people that I'm doing these mixed cloud mixes? And I decided to start putting them just little clips in my stories. And I immediately got a lot more feedback than I ever had in any Instagram post or story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna start doing this every day. Mm-hmm. That led to someone, my friend, you know, you guys probably know Cam Reeve in yeah. Salt Lake. Yeah. Shout out to him. I was giving a shout out because I was doing that and he, he, like a week into it, he, he's like, dude, you need to put those on reels. These are, re- this is not stories. These are reels. So I immediately put it on reels, got, you know, hundreds of views and a bunch of likes. And that's when I knew and it was right away. Like mm-hmm. some we- wedding planner in the South was DM, not DMing, but commenting like, this is rad, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, Holy shit. I'm reaching people that aren't in my market. Yeah. Um, so that's when I go, okay, I think I found my TikToks. And so May 4th, 2021, it was when I posted my first TikTok. And it was and like the same once style. Again, it, yeah. It's like the it, style you do me. now because you it's you have like a uh, a template almost. Uh, I don't not literally, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is the reason I set it up like that, um, I didn't wasn't trying to copy anybody or anything. Like I, I literally have my um, off to the side here, I have my turntables against a wall on a table and I just had this iPhone box. I'm like, okay, I think I could prop my iPhone up here and just mix and show people what I'm doing. And I was talking, I'm like, Hey, this is how you mix these two songs together. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to show clients that this is what mixing is. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I wanted them to see that. And so I just kind of stuck with that format because it worked. Uh, but yeah, so the first couple videos started to take off. Um, I had, I think my, fifth or seventh some video a few weeks later got like 50,000 views and then a month later I had 270,000 views and then in July I had a video go over a million mm-hmm. um, and like Lance Bass commented on it from Shit. NSYNC he's, oh like, he's like I'm in what space with a monkey <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept at it you know it was like there's no plan I'm just going to keep uh-huh. posting and posting and um, by January I had 100,000 followers which is was was unreal to me, and then by March I had 145. Then I made the the hip hop country one with Chris Stapleton and Cash Out, mm-hmm. and that went I guess you'd call mega viral. It's got like 16 million views on it. But yeah, it went viral I call it that. Right I've never seen my my phone was just blowing up and mm-hmm. t- like I couldn't keep track of all the comments and yeah. it was nuts. Um, and then. So that blew up. And then within two months, I had 1.1 million. So I went from 150 basically to 1.1 million. Yeah, and I was getting crazy. So I had no, I had no protection either. This sounds funny, but I had no protection on my um, contact page on my website. Oh, so I had no, I guess not uh, like no filter. I couldn't yeah. wean people out. So I, the amount of leads I got was insane. It was exciting, but it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And most of them were like bullshit. Yeah. yeah a few hundred dollars to travel out to the east coast i'm like i can't right so i'm trying to keep up with all these leads it's really overwhelming so i had to make a bunch of decisions in my business at that point um to just change how i do things but uh it was it was a really cool experience Mm -hmm. then and it still is that's kind of what i wanted to get into next was kind of like with that viral takeoff or whatnot how that actually was affecting your business and what you had to change around structuring that and if like it gave you like you earned a lot more business by through the viralness of TikTok and the reels and whatnot and just kind of how it's affected your business moving forward you you're a single op correct 
Yes. So how does that function? Like, uh, obviously it brings a lot more eyeballs and a lot more credibility to what you're doing in the DJ world. But like, um, obviously your leads spiral out of control. So what kind of changes did you have to make to like maintain that? Yeah. Uh, easy answer is I, I, I jack my prices up <laughs> right. and then I yeah. on, on the contact page. Um, I, I think I need to change this, but it's still there. And it, it just is a drop down menu of your DJ budget, your entertainment mm-hmm. budget. Mm-hmm. It, it starts, starts at 7,000. At... Yeah. So anybody who's under that typically doesn't message me. And that, that was a huge filter and it eased the leads down and basically pre-qualifies a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going back, I think one thing I want to mention is you asked if I was a, a single op, and I'll get into what you what you asked. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're good. I tried to go a multi op. Actually, had, Eric, you were trying to help me. I think actually I bought um, your oh, automation. Okay. <laughs> in like twenty early twenty nineteen, I think, and okay. I had it all set up because I was trying to grow this multi op. I had four DJs, mm-hmm. um, and it was working. Mm-hmm. But what I found is that for a few years, I was really unhappy trying to grow a multi-op. Mm-hmm. Uh, props to whoever does, because it's not for me. It I don't puts, like managing a team. Yep. It's None a of that stuff. Different I just, I just kind of thing, like for sure. A, yeah. What's that? I said, it's a different kind it's of a different thing. Animal. It's it's just not the same. Yeah, It's, it's not. Animal. And I found that like I, I got into it to DJ, to make money, but to, to DJ. That's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't putting much effort into that anymore. And I just was really like, by the end of the 2019 season, I was really unhappy. And um, I don't know, I just decided at that point to dismantle my multi-op mm-hmm. and to go hundred percent in on my skills as a, you know, single independent DJ, my mm-hmm. brand, my um, marketing, everything. I just sort of funneled all that in. So um at that point, I was setting goals to be like a Brian B. I wanted to make $10,000 a wedding. I had goals to, this is before any of this happened. Um, but I was like, I, one of these days, I want to I make $20,000 to do an event. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how I was going to get there. So just to kind of get to that point, I ha- already had some of these things on my mind about how I wanted to run my business mm-hmm. whenever that time came. Um, That's cool. So, yeah, does that... Does that, well, that make sense? Um, yeah, I mean, you flip, yeah, you yeah, you, you, you already had stuff, the mo- you already had the that, mindset of what you were in, wanting to do when you got that. Well, when you yeah, so when you was this uh, when the TikTok thing happened and you started getting that, is that when you made this switch that we're talking about, or uh, at what it was point? A year before, a year before, two years before. Oh, okay, okay. So you turned off the multi op and. So you turned 19. off the multi-op and then started building that brand. And then this is just like the accelerator that hit it and took it. Right. That's how I see it. I mean, yeah, I just, I had so much time to just do, to just focus on, I don't know, my marketing and mm-hmm. attracting what I wanted. And so I don't know. Now that you're in the position that you were in, what, uh, how, what ratio local weddings versus travel weddings, um, how much uh because now you unlock the door yeah. you know um so what 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 came of it yeah so i have this year i think for only three no one two three four local weddings wow. and then 
the rest are travel mm-hmm. weddings or now I'm getting, I'm getting into like the private event conference space. Yeah, um, oh, and maybe not weddings, but getting, right. Exactly. Just travel. Yeah. DJ so, yeah jobs. So different things are happening. Yeah. So I'm traveling quite a bit and that's something you don't know, try to navigate like, okay, is this good for me and my family? And this is a year where my wife and I talked about it. It's like, okay, I'm going to travel a bunch. She's cool with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see how it goes. If it's like too shitty and it's too much, you know, I'm away sure, from the family. Yeah, we'll yeah. Adjust at that point. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm um, sure you'll it cool, come huh? with its own obstacles. Um, I would imagine, I would imagine pricing a travel gig was a tough battle to figure out the, the right numbers without just completely being like, Oh, it's going to be $800,000, you know, like some ridiculous number. And of course you're going to ball out on that, but that's not, um, but to price it correct. I, I had one destination gig. I am no Eric Rhodes, put that out there, but I had one destination wedding and to price it, I fucked up. Right. Um, now I put, I went on the forums, right. And I was like, how are you guys doing? And everyone on the, there's like, well, if they just you know, do this, do that, do this, do that. It, but it was wrong. It was like, they were like, Oh, well, if you basically, if you get your travel expenses covered, like if your price pricing covers your travel expenses, you consider that a win because you just got a free vacation. I'm like, first off, fuck you. That is not what I'm into. I was like, I would rather sit in my fucking office in my home and not make a dollar than go lose money and have to work for that. I don't care about going to wherever the hell I went. It does not matter to me. And it's not a free vacation. You are working. Yeah. It's not a free <laughs> vacation. You're working. And if, if that's your thing, do that. That's fine. That's just not what I'd rather not. Um, and I, but that's not what I did. You know, I charged them I, uh, on the contract. I charged them my rate, but then I also charged them. Uh, it was an undefined itemized term. It was just uh, hotel and all travel costs was the unitemized number. And I, ba- I, I didn't have a credit card for them, but they were responsible for every single expense that I occurred that I had on the trip. And they were fine with that, you know, they were, and that was fine. So they paid for my whole trip. However, it took three days. So, and I only charged them for one day of DJing, you know what I mean? So right off the bat, I lost three days. Not that I'm out there working like that, but if I was a DJ out there working, if I was you know, Nick Spinelli or whoever the fuck or you who who could have a Friday or a Sunday. It interrupted that, you know, um, so it was improperly priced. And I brought my fiance. Therefore, we had to pay for her. I wasn't going to make the cut. You know what I mean? Which I should have made them pay for uh, someone to accompany me also. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my experience with charging for a travel gig. And I didn't know that. And now I would know that. Um, how do you go about and you don't have to say oh i charge three whatever the fuck but how do you go about knowing how you come out truly profitable you know yeah for me it's uh you know i'm trying i feel like i'm charging a fair amount to where if i you know go back to my pricing a couple years ago and I did back-to-back weddings, I'm getting that price for the one event but right. I'm gone for three or mm-hmm. four days. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's it's worth it. And um you know, before this happened, I made a goal to 
minimize back-to-back weddings or more than one on a weekend. So your so, so your goal is to only work one a weekend. So right off the bat, that cancels out that whole two in a row thing, right? Because I was you're charging, not trying to overwork. Yourself, I was charging period. multi-op rate, right? So I was not charging like with that in mind, a hundred percent. You know, yeah. so so that gets yeah, rid I feel of like that. The, I feel like this hit me at the right time. Like if if when back in the day when I you know three or four years ago when I was doing the grind you hustle know, three in a row and yeah then three more again and like yeah it would have been a different story but this was pretty easy to mm-hmm. set up a price because my business is really very simple um the way it's set up so and i learned a lot from brian b he's been helping me mm-hmm. um with Good. you know making sure i'm charging them the right amount for you know outsourcing equipment and per diems and all the travel costs and yeah. just making sure that I'm not having to pay for that. Right. Because it sounds good. Like, Oh, I'll, I don't mind covering all my food or whatever, but that can add up oh, uh, it, day after uh, day. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh huh. Oh. Yeah. So I'm, I want to make sure all of those are covered. Ta- so it's talent fee. Um, and then all, all the individual things. Mm-hmm. But what is the it. equation in like, like is, I said, you don't have to or just a, a number as to this is worth my time. And do effort. you itemize a section for food? Do you itemize a section for hotel? Do you itemize like, that's what I'm actually asking. Like the nitty gritty. Oh, yeah. I see. Like, yeah, how do you so charge have, for travel? So I'll go in. Say that again. Oh, I was just saying like, how do you charge for travel? If it was like, you're flying to yeah. California versus New York city. Like how does well, that I'll work? go. Um, I will go look up what, how much flights cost and, you know, to Florida, let's say, and I'll add up the round trip and then basically take that cost or maybe a little extra and say it's $800 to travel to Florida. So that's, that, that's a line item. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we, then I'll find out, do I, am I doing a rental car? Are you covering all of my Ubers, whatever that looks like? Mm-hmm. And then I'll look up that number put that into an, a line item, then um, I just do $150 per diem. Maybe I'm a little low on that, but that's mm-hmm. what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what was the other one? Oh, hotel. Usually what I've found is they'll just book it for me. Right. Yeah. So I don't I've seen do. book the hotel. Mm-hmm. So I'll just put that in the contract is client takes care of it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think that's it. And then talent fee. And rental gear. Can't think. Oh, rental I have to gear. outsource equipment. Yeah. So I need to, so I have to find out who, where am I getting this equipment? What do we need? Contact the, you know, the venue or the planner and yep. work all of that out. It's a lot of work in and of itself. I might start adding like a 10%. I mean, that's all work to figure out the logistics. The logistics is that, the hard part. Honestly, once you show up, it is fucking DJ is easy yeah. as fuck. Who cares? Kind of, kind of still learning. About it is. That. It is, and that's why I'm asking about this specific detail because honestly, it's probably the hardest part of your whole job now. You know, um, um, and yeah. and kind of like what you're going off there. You're still learning. Have you like had any like uh? losses in terms of like I calculated I went into this event and it was totally not I didn't charge anywhere near enough or honestly uh any learning lessons yet yeah, well I've only had two travel events so far and, mm-hmm. and they weren't weddings mm-hmm. and those were easy like I got flown out to uh, Las Vegas to do a, a I think a three-hour set so and they got sick. flown home that was like a piece of cake yeah, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's so was, sick dude fun. yeah uh and then I went to Orange County, Drew Pierce helped me with mm-hmm. equipment nice. and such. And I did this like little private event 
uh, back in December. That was cool. That was easy. Um, so I didn't feel like I lost anything there, but I do have, I did undercharge for this upcoming wedding in uh, Charleston. Uh, but oh, our it's not too far from us. That was yeah. something I booked at the very beginning. And mm-hmm. I'm excited just to go to Charleston and do a wedding right. at this Dude, I don't resort. know. I would talk to a lawyer. I would talk to a lawyer and see about like if if it was possible, like original contract, you have your, your DJ rate and then an estimate of the travel cost, that right? Could and that's what they say. It's an estimate. It is not a hundred percent identified. But, you know, let's say it's roughly five grand, uh, whatever the fuck it is. This. And then you have a statement of some sort. You know, like a credit card or something that you can, you, all your purchases relevant to this cost on the same. And then a statement will be provided and it costed X dollars and the client owes you X dollars after it happens. And that would be a fee you have to collect afterwards, but that would guarantee you don't get fucked on anything. You could probably put a range on there too. I bet that a lawyer could, that's a a good idea. I bet a lawyer could uh, make that official and, and not something sketchy, you know? And any client would appreciate that because they've literally itemized statement, you know. Um, you could also go. Know, you could also go the other route and overcharge, and then refund them whatever you didn't spend. Yeah, I mean, shit, you know. Yeah, do a make range them, and make then them, charge the high end. Make and- them put ten grand down, or you know, just some absurd number, and then. On the contract, it's like I will provide a statement of the cost, and the the difference is refunded, and it's almost like a, a or a minimum, and then overcharge for the extra bit. It, there's a there's a lot of ways to do it. Well, I'm just saying, I know that with travel gigs, out of the one I did, you can easily get fucked if because and it's on you for mis uh, improperly. Calculating. Calculating your logistics, your, your trip, yeah. you know, logistics, um, shit happens, yeah. you know? Um, and like I said, I that's bet where, that, that's where guys, I would that's imagine where guys that, like Brian have, are good resources. Cause they've been, you know, that's, Brian's been doing that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, at yeah. this point, Brian B, I can't think of someone better to mentor you, you know, like I don't I think uh, for sure. I got mad respect for that guy. And oh, yeah, I think on top he of he's a genius. Yeah, on top of he's just the smartest and coolest guy ever. He's just in the shoes of exactly what you're stepping into, you know. Yeah, and okay. has been for a while. Yeah, hmm. yeah. yeah. So he's an expert at it. Mm-hmm. But, so yeah, not to go back to your TikTok, but I'm curious as a, a YouTube producer myself, what your workload is trying to keep up with TikTok and Instagram and run a business. Or if you like batch yeah. batch your videos or what? Like for me, I'm only posting a video a week, so all I gotta do is film one video a week. It's not a lot, but practically on TikTok, you gotta be posting like every one to two days. It feels like. Yeah. So right now, I'm trying trying to get in the habit of batching, mm-hmm. and I, I did a good job a couple for a couple weeks. You know where I'll come up with the ideas on Monday and then record on Tuesday and then have a week to start putting them out mm-hmm. but things just come up you know like leads and contracts and meetings and i don't know it just starts to get a little out of hand and so i find that honestly my best rhythm is just when i feel it just to produce yeah. some mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i just don't think there's a perfect recipe i know like i ta- I had a talk with justin the dj about his 
uh, on his podcast about how he does it. He batches. Yeah. I've had a lot of people tell me batching is the way to go who do social media, but, um, I didn't know Justin I don't know, had man. a podcast. I built mine off, uh, imp- he, improvising. You built yours off of improvising. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happens yeah, when you don't have like, like a just mixing, listening, and I, coming up with ideas. You don't seem like someone who, uh, goes with, uh, who, who is depressed ever, but sometimes when an artist is depressed, they go through a, a month long phase of uh, cannot produce art, right? Uh, you ever gone through that? Uh, maybe not due to depression, but maybe you have, you know, an, a stint of period where you just couldn't click with it and you had to force material out. What happens when, you know what I mean? That's a really good question because, uh, yeah, it happens. Um, I had it happen in the fall. I got a little exhausted, mm-hmm. just mentally drained. And after wedding season and putting out all the content, it just it was overload. So what I did then was I basically minimized the amount of content I put out on TikTok and decided I'm just going to grow my Instagram. And mm-hmm. I uh, just started reposting all of my TikToks, not all of them, but a lot of them onto Instagram. And I grew that pretty I, don't know. I saw, it's, I it's actually checked good, your yeah. Instagram on the drive over here. You're up to like 170, 180, somewhere in that ballpark. Thousand followers. I'm at one, 180, 187. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, right under 200. Yeah, it's though. It's um, amazing. Yeah. I considering I had like a lot. And in October, 10,000, I think, or less than that. Um, yeah, it's cool. So, yeah, I, at that point, fortunately, I had content that I could just repurpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's funny you say that like about depression and stuff. Um, I go, th- I have bouts of that, especially, I don't know, I'm, it, it doesn't seem like it, but I'm a bit of an introvert mm-hmm. quite a bit. And so to be in the limelight a lot, at least, you know, just on social media, it, it, it really exhausts me. And there are weeks where I'm like, I can't, I don't even want to go live or do any of that stuff. Like, I just want to kind of like clam up a little bit and get away from it and mm-hmm. get away from all the, the the yay comments and then some of the hate and some yeah. of the, I need this, I, you know, I going love, through comments and DMs. It's like, yeah. I want this. I want this. I want this. Where do I get this? Where do I get this? Uh-huh. I want this. I want this. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're shit. Like it's just a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. gets kind of pumped into your head. Uh, and so it, I have to keep, kind of keep myself in check and take breaks so that I don't, I don't know, get overstimulated and yeah. let it get to me too much. The it's, shitty it's thing is thing. like, cause I would call what you're doing with TikTok at least and Instagram, you you're an influencer, right? That's like mm-hmm. the job title of what that part of your career is. Yeah. Um, and as an influencer, you can't really take breaks from, from posting. You know what I mean? Like what, how, what's the longest yeah. break you, what do you do in that situation? Do you actually take a month off of posting or however long? Like, what do you do? I don't think I could. I don't, I, I don't think I could. I just, I just repurpose stuff. Right. Or, okay. okay. So that's yeah, a solution. What are your solutions to, I can't fucking come up with some new shit. Batching. Uh, <laughs> well, all right. So I follow on Instagram yeah. some influencers. I don't know. It's always the people at the top of your story post. You know, they 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 release some little Instagram story update, probably once every four hours. You know, something like that. And I could never do that because I well, I'm a meme poster anyways. Uh, I'm worthless. <laughs> Other than my like Facebook banter bullshit on Facebook. Uh, worthless on social media i'm just not good talking at... about an active poster you're probably 
more active than both of us together. The th- and it's I swear weird you post like seven times a day on Facebook. And, and you're <laughs> right, and, but I treat it like Twitter. It's Always just a, 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 like I have a thought and it's easy and funny. So I just like type the little, it's like a text message, but it's like to the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like Instagram and TikTok, that's a different story. I gotta, you gotta look at me and, and I gotta talk to a, talk to you it's just totally different think yeah, how you think how much it. easier it is to send a, a text, text message, message to someone versus facetiming them facetiming them big difference yeah. you know a call is one thing fucking facetiming oh my god when i get a facetime i'm literally my heart starts racing because i'm so fucking pissed at the person facetiming me you know um that's commitment to a conversation well, there's like vanity shit too. Like I have this kind of like skin issue in the last week or so. I don't know what it is, but just had like this sort of like rash thing. I don't know where it came from. So I post some videos and it's like, what happened to your eye? What's wrong with your eye? No, they, they pointed oh it out. They pointed it out. They pointed like, out. Did you get punched? That's, that's like, okay. rough. You know, now I'm sitting all self-conscious and, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's just oh, weird Jesus. little things like that that you have to kind of deal with being on camera a lot in front of a lot of people yeah they'll point um, it out it's cool. they, like i'm learning to just kind of go with the flow and not let it get to me too you know the anymore. shitty thing is i don't know anyone else that has done this specific like all right so if you were to ask for advice because my question is about to be what are your goals what where do you want to take this but i would imagine it's yeah. difficult because who do you ask who's the mentor for something like this on on bigger TikTok, I don't even know. I don't know what the goal may be, but I don't know anyone that's reached this level really. So, no. What are your goals? <laughs> so, been, so now I'll ask the yeah, question. Been, yeah, you know, you, I used to be really good about setting. Um, I mean, I have financial goals and things mm-hmm. and ways to monetize this thing that are goals. But when you think like bigger picture, um, I don't know. And I think that's what's kind of exciting is I'm just going to start exploring all opportunities. Um, like I have a meeting tomorrow with a a music agent management company. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's something there where they're booking me out for certain types of events. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've got this personal website that's being built, spent a lot of money on it. I'm hoping it, you know, can help attract um, PR opportunities. Right. Um, you know, maybe I'm on TV doing stuff, maybe you know, I'm doing these cool brand deals. Uh, maybe I'm on a commercial. I don't know. Like yeah. what? I yeah. have no idea. Um, and so I'm just kind of going all in and figuring out how can I make well, I the think, most of this opportunity. I definitely think it's smart to, uh, I'll call it fame, fame, whatever you've built, we'll call it, we'll measure it with the word fame, uh, fame retention. You know what I mean? Uh, so like TikTok, it could be a fad. It could be in and out. We don't really know. Uh, but it seems like Instagram is more here Permanent. to stay. Yeah, right. So for you, example, converting followers, mm-hmm. a, a yep. good example. You have a million on TikTok, 200K what, roughly on Instagram. Uh-huh. But if you had a 1.1 million on Instagram, I would feel like that is much more valuable. Yes. No offense to your TikTok, of course, but I just feel like it's easier to monetize a million Instagram followers than it would yes. be TikTok followers. You know what I mean? Um, As it right. stands right now. Yeah. And that's, that's, and, and speaking of goals real quick, speaking of goals. Yeah. That, yeah. That yeah go talk about whatever I you want. To, I want to get to a million on Instagram. Oh, so there you go. Let's really go. Hard. Yeah. 
this year. Because you're already you're right about that. It's it's. I just feel like I get I get way more opportunities from Instagram than I do TikTok. Mm-hmm. Well, it's there are advantages to how Instagram Brand. is set up. Um, well, and it's also um, company basis too. Instagram is going to get way bigger brand deals for advertisers to post ads and stuff like that on but, Instagram content than TikTok will in its current state. Unless they change trusted. how TikTok works. But it is easier to communicate with your followers on Instagram. It is easier to put a buy now link in the hands of Instagram followers. You can't do that on and TikTok. They, and they can DM you. It, so all sorts I can't of get things. DMs There's random people on TikTok exactly. on Instagram and I can look through all of them and I've I've booked events and opportunities by just going into my DMs. Oh, and you know, you post a story and Rick does it all the time. Click this link to buy some bullshit Mm -hmm. or like whatever, you know, and that's the, the blunt version, Mm -hmm. but, uh, there are more opportunities with Instagram. Converting followers to more direct ways to communicate is what leads to kind of the monetary value or whatever you would be trying to achieve, whether it's booking more events, et cetera, the more, the closer you can get to the client or to the actual people you're, following with mm-hmm. and i'm sure you've thought I've, about you know, all of this i've also booked incredible i've also booked incredible events and opportunities through tiktok too um, yeah. how do they talk to you let's say i have to go through my website you know so it's yeah a little they bit find you and, yeah. But, yeah so if yeah. so tiktok could fix that if they gave away to directly message the people like they do on instagram but i feel like that would just i don't but think it, tiktok's got that in the pipeline because that would change how and what tiktok is correct you know and it's it, and I mean, going back to Instagram, but Instagram always finds a way to find the features that are blowing up and implement them into their platform. Snapchat, they release the stories and everything. And literally over the course of maybe six months to a year, everyone's on Instagram posting stories now. Snapchat is, I mean, some people still use it, but no one really uses Snapchat anymore. Same sort of thing. TikTok comes out, they add reels. Now people are kind of shifting back over to kind of Instagram. It's incredible what they're doing to keep up with it. So my tattoo artist, right? The dude who did my leg recently, um, good friend of mine, local guy. Um, and I didn't really realize what the deal was with him. So, you know, I went, it was 12 days or something. So I spent a lot of time with this guy talking, went on his Instagram. Dude has 400,000 followers. I was like, Holy shit. I, I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? A, wait a second. You know what I mean? It just, it clicked the level this dude was on. Um, and yes, he gets, yeah. he gets very, his calendar is absolutely stuffed full. He creates his, his rates are insane for a tattoo artist and they should be, um, you know, he's basically yeah. world known, you know, across the whole world. I was like, I was like, dude, but you can turn this into more than that. You know what I mean? It's not, it goes beyond like, uh, exceeding your your uh, like uh, expanding on your rates sell a fucking t-shirt what the hell you know what i mean like shit like that um and i've been work i've actually been working with him lately uh helping him with like a little website and a shopify account and whatnot um because dude once you have yeah, I mean, that's so many eyeballs on once you have that like we were sitting in uh wherever we were recently and i was That'd making jokes about selling candles <laughs> like you know what i'm talking you remember that it's super recent yeah. but but stuff but, like that even though yes obviously 
don't sell a candle unless you want to. But uh, there's just so much opportunity for that if you're on Instagram instead. Yeah. You and- know, uh, or maybe not Instagram, but just like I said, yet again, that was a whole rabbit hole of a joke. But fame retention, you know, in- uh, TikTok has blown you the fuck up. Everyone knows who you are, but if TikTok dies out in a fad, right now is the time to Transfer. somehow get a better grip on the followers in some capacity. In in general, the more followers you have on more platforms, the better off you will be. And if you can convert them to an email listing in some sort, shape, or form, then you have your followers for life practically. Yeah, I mean, an e- they say an email list. That's what I'm doing. You are? That's what I started doing yeah. on my YouTube side too. How do you collect? How do you handle doing that? I feel like I've just been blabbing for like ten minutes. Sorry. So yeah, how are you? Yeah, how are you how, doing that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Call out shit. <laughs> what method are you using to get people onto an email list? Um, I've been giving away a free track, so I just say, hey, if you want a free track, because I know the one that's popular is the Morgan Wallen um, mm-hmm. Warren G track. So I say, get a free track. Sign up in my you know link tree in my bio and i have gosh i think i just hit eight thousand subscribers mm-hmm. yep. which is pretty good god damn yeah. um so i'm just gonna keep going and hopefully i get that to you know 50 or thousand or whatever it is right and by the time that number hits i have things in place to you know and people in place to help me um I don't know, give them value, but also have stuff to sell and make a business and, out of it. Well, yeah, I mean, to go turn to. into an entire yeah. business. Like, I don't really have, I'm still trying to figure all of that out, but mm-hmm. I figure now's the best time to, and it has been the last six months, just trying to build that, that yeah. base. So you're going to, so the plan is, it, you know, it's back to goals, I guess, mm-hmm. because yeah. I've, I've built up Instagram. I want to continue to build up Instagram, but there is still opportunity on Facebook. Um, uh-huh. Facebook's kind of popular again. And, um, fan pages and then uh, uh what is it youtube shorts mm-hmm. so just trying to grow youtube because youtube i have thirty four thousand subscribers mm-hmm. which is just from a couple videos um i've grown that but so how, does, uh, like how does said, having people on all platforms is really important Patreon is just a membership thing. You pay a membership fee, and then you can set up your benefits as to what it is that the client's getting on a monthly basis. So it's like, I'll, I'll call it it's like OnlyFans, but it's not for fucking sort of. What are you talking about? There's Patreon. Patreon. I said, how does Patreon work? There's no, there's not really a page on Patreon, from what I remember when I dabbled with it. It's more like you just basically got a list of people that are signed up as members, and then you can do stuff with them. They can get files. They can get. There's like things. a message. There's like a message board, basically, like a chat kind of yeah. thing where you can post. You know, hey, here's a cool like, or you, I could talk to my fans. Like, hey guys, happy Monday. Blah 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 blah. Uh, we're gonna go do a special live for you guys on Friday, or I've got this, you know, exclusive Patreon only merch. You can do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you can get people to pay for tiers, so they'd be like fifty bucks a month or five bucks a month, and they get the list of things that you offer. And so that would be the place. Let's say you, your, your weekly mashup, monthly mashup, whatever it is, you had a, you could have like a monthly fee and maybe like post a download link on top of the video. Like, you know, your TikTok is the quick video, but join my Patreon. You can click download and it costs 10 bucks a month. You get four, four a month or something. Yeah, exactly. 
It's what a lot of the producers yeah. are doing, like Nick Bike and Scooter and that. I'm, I'm, man. So I did it in the beginning, and I was making pretty good money doing it. Mm-hmm. But um, two things: it was a little overwhelming trying to produce. I I I promised one track every week, and that was oh, a lot for me Lord. during wedding season. I was so stressed and overwhelmed by it. Um, yeah, and I was doing ringtones. I like promised way too much, uh-huh. but um, but then I just had I don't know. And I need to talk to some producers about this, but um, I just feel weird selling music that's not mine. I yeah, just... you should. It's illegal, but it's also <laughs> well. I will but say there's this: so much money. There. The thing about it is, it is it's how that technique is how that kind of works now because of just the way of the world. It's more about you can do it until you can't do it. One day you get slapped. And then you got to stop until then it just doesn't really matter. That's how all these record pools work. You know, there's, there's, I can think of two that operate legally. It's right. Yeah. And it's, you know it's what I mean? I, just, I don't know. I'm always, I'm always worst case scenario. And I'm like, what if, what if a year from now I'm doing this Patreon thing and it's like just killing it. And then they decide they want to make, a, you know, an example out of me to, you know, and they just oh, put that sure. hammer down. It, you, that, you know what I mean? Of course, I that could happen. That. that could very could. well happen. Um, and, um, but and think being, about girl being talk. in a position where I'm a little more in the limelight than the other, like uh-huh. a lot of the other guys, I think. Um, Have you ever heard of just, Girl Talk? No. DJ yeah. Oh, yeah. Girl Talk? Okay, so as you all know, he's the best DJ to ever live. Um, most exciting mashup producer. He's never put out an original thing. Well, at this point, he has like made some rap stuff that who cares about. But his mashup stuff. So how that used to work, uh, and you could easily pirate it easily. And trust me, I did. Uh, but it was a donate X dollars. I think it was, you had to donate $10 for the full FLAC download, the flag download, you know, or wave. It was a high quality ass download. Um, and like I said, that dude is doing just fine. He's famous, famous, you know, was it? I thought he was putting like out albums through a label. It he was. Uh, it was a indie label. Um, I can't even remember the name of it because he was probably the biggest name on the whole label. Um, but it was free. There was no charge for the album. Therefore, it doesn't matter. He's allowed to put out Nicki Minaj music. You know, he's not charging for it. But you can donate for a convenient download. It's not the same. You know what I mean? And a donation yeah. is not purchasing the music. And it's an option. You don't have to do- donate. You know? Um, and that's how he did it. Yeah. And that that would be someone who sold and profited off of mashups that made it further than you are currently at. So that would be a, a something to... You know what I mean? Maybe check out just... Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just thought... Um, I'd, yeah, I'd, that's interesting. Yeah, and I'd talk to like Scooter and them and see what it is that they do if they have any if they've looked into if lawyers or anything like that in relation to how they <laughs> if they mash it up or redrum it a certain way it's classified as fair use or something like that along those lines. Because um, you never know. I mean, it's it's like Eric said. Odds are, if anybody ever did anything, it'd be a slap on the wrist. Um, but well, it, yeah, they correct it because they want you to stop, and then you stop. Right. 
That's all. Yeah. You know, there might be a five, you know, I don't, I just put a number on that. There might be a fee, but it's not what you made by any means, I'm sure. And if it is, then that yeah. fucking sucks. And I'm going to be like, I didn't tell you to do it. <laughs> but if you did go down that route, I would, the best thing you could do is to create as many other streams of income and revenue as possible and stack cash. Yeah, but think of all these record pools. In case it ever came to yeah. something. Just all the record pools doing it on such a bigger mass scale than you were, than we're even talking about with you. Yeah, you I know. mean, just take BPM and they're, for they're example. They're full staff. Recently. If, <laughs> if, if I was a judge and I'm going to lay the hammer down, it's not going to be on Eric Rhodes, some one dude. It's going to be on this company over here that is churning and burning other people's music to this fucking huge group of professional DJs. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to put the hammer down there because that's where the example's made. Mm-hmm. So, that's a and, good point. And they're fine. Uh, random, super absolute left curveball some dude at the very beginning yeah he's, he's been on you the whole chat uh he goes eric you finally are growing balls and updating your pricing talk about it and i said <laughs> i was like i don't even know what you're fucking talking about so i don't know what you're talking about and he goes on your pricing page and he copy and pasted this off of our pricing warning price increase coming on february 1st so this is a stale strategy oh, he's talking it? about you yeah me yeah. and my multi-op so i figured out how to populate automatically the the not the current month but the current month plus one. Oh my god it does it every month it says morning <laughs> price increase <laughs> i just figured out how to write that with code and i put it on my website right above the pricing and it says warning pricing increase coming whatever the next month is and so it updates so it creates a sense of urgency, and I'm just testing to see if it increased our our lead count or our the people booking. who actually book the consults. And it's hard to test because we're just like in the fire right now. We're just, I, I I can't wait for one of those leads that actually like they oh. they wait and like three months later they like message me like, hey, just curious. I saw back in January the prices were going up in February. It comes and, up. It comes up ha- all the time. No, no, and they're gonna be like, but the price is the same in. May and it says it's going up again and I'm just really confused. We just I it literally comes up and they're like, so I'm not ready to blah 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 whatever they say, it doesn't even matter. And I'm always like, Oh, we just haven't a ch- had a chance to update the website yet. It's it's we're just ignoring We'll that. honor the price right now. Yeah, I just like I just whatever. Oh god just set up a call. And now you automate your price increase? God yeah, that is literally what we did. We automated our price increase. But we're not actually increasing our prices. It's, it's, I just want people to set the false. fucking call what up. What if you automate your price increase? Yeah, yeah. Well, I wish I could automate finding more DJs. It, it's, <laughs> it's false scarcity. It is fucking brilliant. It's it's <laughs> bullshit. I mean, what you're talking about is bullshit. And yet again, I hate that I just threw a total wrench and we were actually talking about some gold on social media. But, but I'm actually that's actually hilarious, though, because it works in both concepts because it's if someone contacts you after February 1st and is like, hey, I hope the price didn't increase and be like, oh, don't worry. We what, pushed gonna... it to March. No, <laughs> like, just no. check the site. Just, just, just tell them, be like, no, we're going to honor. Don't worry. We'll honor the price that we gave you in January. Well, that's you, what you I look tell like them. a great person. That's actually <laughs> what the salespeople are supposed to tell. My like Graham's supposed to tell them is uh, as long as you sign your contract before February 1st, you're locked into this pricing. That's you, hilarious. And it pushes them a little bit to get it done. Anyways. Sorry, Back on social guess. goals, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's it sounds like you got some good goals in place. 
um, at least some strategies and been talking to some people about how you're going to take this, as Eric says, fame and well, move it yeah, into, I mean, it is. Yeah, your clout, you know, that's what you're I, sh- I call even, it a following, but it's whatever. Yeah. I even hired a, and sorry if I, I actually, were you finishing? Were you going to ask No, you're a good, you're good, go. Yeah. Go. Yeah, I actually just hired a, a Reels coach too. So they I want to try, there's a Reels coach. What's this, what's lady, this Reels uh, coach background <laughs> to make her a coach? Yeah, I just liked her because she was giving me ideas for free. Hmm. And um, I just, the the thought of going, okay, what if this whole mixing mashup one track to the next is old and gets and dies off and now nobody wants to see my videos mm-hmm. how how can i do more to um not feel like i have to mix every time and just sort of be i don't know what am i trying to say more like just keep it more creative and diverse yeah. so she's gonna help me come up with ideas to do different types of videos that are that align with me and i'm not gonna do some cheesy stuff that doesn't fit but um just try to try to branch out a little bit and see if it helps grow my following and keeps them entertained mm-hmm. so that's that's something i'm i'm just i just hired her so you yeah. might see some changes on my page a little bit like kind of dripping different uh-huh. types of content testing, testing different i think that, that is the best way that you could spend your time and effort currently i think that that is absolutely genius uh you're Thanks. just in such well and i want to well you're just in the you're in the you're in you're in the part now that the future rides off of. I don't know how to say that, but like, you know, if you play your cards, it depends on how you play your cards right fucking now for the next 10 years, you know? Yeah. And kind of like, there are things I want to do with my business that I feel like I can monetize off this even more. And if, and I don't necessarily think I can do that just by doing mixing videos. If mm-hmm. my page is just full of mixing videos, I don't think I can, unless I sell candles. Right? <laughs> hey, bro, take <laughs> off your shirt and sell me a candle. I'm some old lady. Let's go. I got 20 on it. I could make millions. But, you know. uh, that's so funny. But um, but yeah, I, I just think they're, I, I don't know. I think I could just tap into to other, uh-huh. other opportunities. And you're getting, so you're getting, uh, speaking opportunities in the DJ community now. Also, uh, I saw that you were at Midwest, Midwest. right? Yeah. Cool. That's the only one that's booked, uh, right now, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. It's gonna be good. Uh, I got, I'm assuming it's going to have something to do with social media. Your topic. Uh, that was a question. That was a question. Maybe you haven't decided. It's, you know, it's, yeah, the topic's going to be, um, oh, how did we, how did I label it? Uh, TikTok and a social, uh, growing your TikTok and having a social media mindset. Uh-huh. So I'm going to teach about just having the right mindset to put yourself out there and to be consistent and to um, do it over a long period of time and just how to, how to think like you're going to win at it. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then. Yeah, take the right actions. Yeah, and that's a little bit of my story. Say what? And that's and a little I just bit. share. I share a little bit about my story oh, throughout yeah, the whole yeah. process. Uh-huh. Kind of weave exactly. in exactly because it, it fits. I wish my video editor would talk to you about this stuff because he he grew a uh, TikTok following 
Um, he's like at four million now, but literally he's posting the exact same content yeah. every single time. It, it, he's just doing like transition edits and stuff like that. But he's so confused as to he's like, I have no fucking clue what I do with this following at all in terms of that. And he's like, I, I feel like I'm stuck doing the same content over and over. Is and it over and over. what kind of content is it? Like, what is he posting? Um, when I say yeah, it's I like, like transition loop edits, like video edits. Uh huh. So like if he walked in the room, started talking about something, walked out of the room and then somehow he walked in the other room and the video looked like there was no cuts, no edits. Oh, okay. Cause I was like transit, like I was like transition, not like DJ. DJ transition. No, not DJ. Yeah, right. He's a video editor. So he makes really professional video edits and stuff like that. That's the trick. That's what I'm saying. Like I would say, so a TikTok following, let's say I posted a bunch of fucking cat videos. I love cats by the way, just so you put, no, but what the fuck do you do with a, it? I got 20 million followers. It doesn't even matter. You, you got, know, you it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Um, now, because he is posting these DJ relevant videos, mm-hmm. he's recognized a, a monetizable service. Right off the bat, it's t- it's different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, I feel like it would be easier to obtain 20 million followers posting cat videos, but does it matter? No. So it's different. You know Not unless I mean? there's a business attached to it. it like, why you're, isn't you're you know, right? Videographer, you know. whatever. Why? I mean, is he like getting booked for big corporate? No. you know jobs or anything no. like that like that seems like the next move right like trying to sell your services no, this is just like his first big like blow up to do something he's my video editor so like he edits videos for people but like this is a whole new realm and it's i i per, i'm giving you props on the fact that you're thinking in different ways to take that following and make it into something more in terms of like building kind of almost like a a, a second leg of a business that it sounds like that you yeah. have planned for the future where you're going to offer beneficial services to the following that you have that of course will pay off monetarily for you, but it also provides services and builds a whole company pretty much, man. I feel like that should be someone's job is like take some dudes following followers and, and turn build it a business, turn it into that fucking cash. <laughs> Like how, how does one do who knows? Maybe that process? And maybe that's what I end up doing. That in a could be years. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And now dude. I have this massive following and then I can, I can start promoting. Figure and, it out. You know, Hit his video, video yeah. dude up and Whatever. then turn him out, figure out the con- comparison and like what you did across the board and sell it to the world. I don't know what the acronym stands for, but in the YouTube world, you can become, get managed by an MGM mm-hmm. and they will craft the back-end business and get you the sponsorship deals and stuff to promote you and like make you money <laughs> these conversations always remind me of this video of Birdman, and he's talking about cash and uh how he, he has like a bed made of cash in his house and he's sitting next to it and he's just explaining why he likes it and it's so <laughs> ridiculous he's literally just like well, i mean man you know what i'm saying it's just like that cash like i got this double bag he's like but that cash ain't this cash and it's just literally just like jargon <laughs> She's like, I got more cash, and I know just, what the fuck. Yeah, with. it's just hilarious. He's like talking about. He's like, yeah, man, I never sleep on this, but just because it's that cash, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could just like, man, it's just like blah blah blah. That's hilarious. Okay, that's that's Birdman for you. Such an oh, awesome. irrelevant rich dude, though. Um, well, okay, well that's great. Uh, do you have any other questions? To- no. 
grill a lot grill on this man TikTok. On. Yeah, it was a lot of TikTok. I mean, I think um, we grilled him on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I grilled you about everything. Um, Pretty good. Uh, where, uh, so the people that are going to listen that don't follow Eric, where can we find you at? On Instagram uh, and all TikTok, the above. Instagram, all those things, at DJ Eric Rhodes, and it's E-R-I-C-R-H-O-D-E-S. Good clarification. Everyone spells it differently. E. Anyway, okay. Yeah. C. Uh, yeah. Like the losers spell it. <laughs> yeah. Losers with a K. Lame. <laughs> Anyways, from uh, both the Eric's and Rick. Uh, well, wait. No, what am I saying? From Eric and Rick. Thank you, Eric. There's too many Eric's here. Thank you for joining us on the podcast tonight. We learned a lot about TikTok and the back inner workings. Uh, wish you all the success in getting that million followers on Instagram. So you guys should go follow him on Instagram, follow him on TikTok. All his different sources. Um, but in general, that's all for the podcast. Who do we have next week? Is it Hi Kevin? Hi, it's Kevin. Hi Kevin. It is. Yeah, that's yep. what I call him. Hi Kevin. We'll have Hi Kevin on your next nice. week. That'll be a fun show. It will I like be. That guy. Anyways, uh, if you're not, uh, if you're on YouTube, listen to us on all the other sources. We're on Spotify, Anchor, all that stuff. And if you're listening to this, you can watch the video version on YouTube and give us a subscribe, so we can hopefully get to a thousand subscribers. That way, we can afford this awesome soundboard to make this really more interactive. And funny throughout the day. But anyways, thank you guys for uh, tuning in, listening, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.